and thanks for shining on today. Casey here, and awakening to our best lives is the topic today. Marilyn Tam has written one of the most popular books on happiness, The Happiness Choice, even though her childhood was anything but happy. I feel like I'm such a great example to show that happiness is a choice because my childhood was actually quite miserable. I was born a second daughter with three brothers following me and being in a traditional Chinese family in Hong Kong. That's just about what we in marketing would call poor positioning. I was totally rejected and told frequently that I was worthless. What are the five categories we need to pay attention to to be happy? Marilyn Tam will share more later in The Happiness Choice. Right now, I want you to choose to be happy on March 26th and put that date on your calendar for the Awaken Fair at the Doubletree in Terrytown. Meet speakers who will inspire, healers and practitioners who will educate, and stack up on the staples you need to foster peace in your world. All this happens at the Awaken Fair. And if you've never been to an Awaken Fair before... That's okay. I was once in your shoes, and now I'm the keynote speaker. Paula Caracappa created this Mind, Body, Spirit, and Green Expo. When did it all begin? You know, the the very first one was actually 15 years ago now. I I was just looking at some some stuff, and I was reminded that it was 2002 when I started this. The very first Awaken Fair was... 42 people as opposed to like a thousand today and it was in my office in White Plains and what it was was a gathering of people who were holistic practitioners and my idea was that everybody shared their gifts with each other and that was great and then other people heard about it people heard about it and they wanted to come too and some were practitioners some were just people who were interested and that was really the birth of the Awaken Fairs it was called Suburban Goddess Day. Suburban Goddess Day. Suburban Goddess. (laughs) So, and actually it stayed Goddess Day for, mm, I'm going to say till 2009, maybe, maybe 2008, in there somewhere. It's kind of funny what the evolution was. Guys started calling me saying, I know it's a Goddess Day, but can I come anyway? I I have a feminine side. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And clearly the whole issue of awakening, you know, my tagline is awaken to your best self. And that's exactly what it's all about. It's about exploring new ways to be the best that we can be. And it doesn't matter whether a person is a male or a female. So so it became uh, the Awaken Fairs or the Awaken Wellness Fairs. When did you start tuning in to this theme of living your best life? I mean, I know we all grew up on Oprah, but what was your journey like? <laughs> well, you know, I spent my corporate life in human resources, and I saw my role then as helping people to be the best they could be on the job. And so at the same time that I was in that world, I was very interested in things about health, uh, whether it was nutrition or exercise or, you know, back then even meditation was a little out there. So, you know, ooh, meditation. So I would read about lots of different practices and uh, try lots of different things, and they were all absolutely intriguing to me. And so while I was doing my corporate thing, I started thinking about, you know, maybe I really want to be in a different world than what I'm in. What I was in was great. You know, I loved my time there, but, you know, it was time for a new chapter. And my very first real studied practice is something called polarity. And 
and I took a two-year program at the Open Center in New York City to get my certification in polarity. Polarity is, I'm going to say it's a cousin of Reiki. Mm -hmm. There's a big piece of it that is energy work, working on the chakras. There's also a nutrition piece that follows the um, Chinese nutrition model. There's a, um, a counseling piece. There's a piece that is craniosacral. So it offered a lot of things, and I pursued that. And the time came when, you know, 9-11 hit us all upside the head. Right. And I think one of the results for many people, including me, was an examination of, you know, is my life as I want it to be? Life is precious. It can be short. It may be short. Am I doing what I want to do with my life? For whatever reason, being of service to other people is really important to me. Just, you know, maybe it's really important to everybody on some level. And um, I felt like the right thing for me would be to use what I was learning from the holistic world to help people. So I left the corporate world. I opened my polarity office in Hartsdale, as a matter of fact, and <laughs> and found out that um, it's, a, it's a hard row and that not a lot of people knew about polarity. Right. But even yeah. when you educate people, it's still the luxury business. It is. It is. Exactly. And, you know, it, it helps if people have some familiarity. And, and my path included, you know, a realization that Reiki was a little bit more familiar to people. Mm -hmm. And so I learned Reiki. I always loved meditation, and I kind of fell into being a meditation facilitator, teacher, leader very comfortably. And, you know, I love teaching people to meditate. I loved especially, continue to love, somebody who's like really, really hyper and stressed about blah, blah, and they get introduced to any of the holistic practices. I'm right. talking about meditation in particular, but any. And, you know, they come in with this attitude that this isn't going to help me. I can't be helped. I'm a type A. Oh. And then they have the experience and they're just blown away that, yes, they really can take that deep yeah. breath and right. find a deeper place within themselves. And it doesn't interfere with their, their busy life. It makes their busy life better. Mm -hmm. So I just, I love that. I did a lot of that. And then Goddess Day, the original Goddess Day, was really just an invention of bringing together a variety of practitioners who, you know, each had their own specialty, people that I was meeting because of what I was doing in the holistic world. I joined the Westchester Holistic Network. There was a, a similar network in Rockland called Blue Horizons, I joined them. So I was meeting a lot of people in the holistic world and finding out that there were lots of practice. And so that sort of was the uh, the genesis of the goddess days that became the Awaken Fairs. We're talking to Paula. She is the goddess who created the Awaken <laughs> Fair. And you know what I'm going to do, Paula? I'm going to disagree with myself. Um, Go ahead. I said that, you know, what we do, polarity work that you do and the Reiki work that I do, I say it's a luxury because when it comes right down to it, people would rather, you know, pay for their whatever, their grocery bill or their dry cleaning bill, then take an hour and get a session to straighten their head out. But it really, to straighten their head and their heart out. But it really, although we, we may think of it as a luxury, when it comes to our health and our sanity, it really should be a staple. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And when it comes to our 
I'm going to call it mental health, and I'm also going to call it spiritual health. If we don't have those things in place, all the rest is worthless. All the rest is just running around on a wheel endlessly for no purpose. So to have a, a sense of peace, to have a sense of um, purpose in life, you know, those are the things that the holistic practices can bring a person, and that makes all of life rich and worthwhile. Every time I have a session, I, I go through this too, you know, like you, like you know, everybody on the planet. I'm busy. I've got lots going on in my life. To step aside and have a session, you know, takes a, a commitment on my part. And every time I have a session, I come away saying, why don't I do this every day? Right. You know, it's so valuable. It's so useful. It's so worthwhile. But, you know, part of that is we grew up in a world that didn't know anything about holistic practices. Coming into the world of holistic practices for me was like going from being colorblind, like seeing everything in black and white, which was fine. I saw everything. It was usable. To suddenly everything being in color. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. This is fantastic. Mm -hmm. All of life takes on a bigger, better, richer, more satisfying meaning. And, and that's really the message or the part of the message that I want to bring to people with the Awakened Fairs, that, you know, there's so many possibilities in life and all of the holistic possibilities that are there. I sure wasn't taught them as a kid. I don't think anybody around me knew anything about right. them to teach them to me. My job, as I see it today, is to show pe people the possibilities. There was a time, because you know it's so funny, the arc of a person's life, if you had spoken to, you know, the young person sitting on the end of a bar stool and told her, me, that you're going to be doing Reiki and yoga and meditation mm -hmm. and having mm -hmm. a health and happiness show. And, you know, I was afraid to go to the Awaken Fair. I was mm -hmm. like, well, who's there? Mm -hmm. And will they let me in? And uh -huh. am, I, uh -huh. am I qualified okay. enough to walk in and talk to these people about different things, you uh -huh. know? So I want uh -huh. you to talk yep. to those people who have yep. never been to the Awaken Fair and invite them this year. You know, that's so interesting that you say that because I can absolutely understand where that's coming from. Way back when, I did the Awaken Fair, then the Goddess Day, in a place in New Rochelle that was a holistic healing center. And the move to hotels was in part that the average person feels okay walking into a hotel. They've been to hotels, they go to weddings, whatever, in hotels. Going to a holistic healing center, mm, maybe, maybe not, whatever. So, you know, I really, really, really want people to feel comfortable coming to the Awakened Fair. So here's what happens. person who's never been before comes in and they're, uh, hopefully, <laughs> they're welcomed warmly at the desk. And um, they get a booklet that tells them everything that's going on that day. And what I tell everybody to do, what I suggest that everybody do, is plan their day around our speakers. We have uh, a total of 18 speakers. We've got two rooms going on constantly. Each talk is 45 minutes. And by the way, you're going to be our keynote at the upcoming talk, at the upcoming Awakened Fair. The girl who was afraid to walk into the room <laughs> the is now doing the keynote. Yeah, wow. And I am forever something. grateful to you. Thank Look you so that. much. I know. Look at that growth that, yeah. you've, that you've experienced. And me too. You know, I didn't, I didn't get here. I wasn't born here, as I said. I, I learned over the years. So somebody comes in, they look at the list of speakers, they look at the topics, and the topics have a very broad range. They range from life lessons, basically how to live a happy, fulfilling life, 
on this earth in this time um, to things like connecting with angels, which is pretty esoteric, talks about nutrition, which is pretty scientific. So a full range of um, of a variety of topics, and people should choose what you know what they're interested in, what works for them, and then take a look at the readers and healers. As you know, we have a dozen healers and about twenty plus intuitive readers. Wow! The healers are mostly people like we were talking about at the beginning, people who are doing Reiki, polarity various forms of energy work and that's such a great opportunity for somebody to try something that maybe they've heard a little bit about or maybe they haven't heard anything and this is their first exposure but they could try a little bit of energy work at a very reasonable price and see if that is for them or not you know as I said earlier not everybody has to love everything but I hope everybody tries everything to see what works for them come find out what works for you at the Awaken Fair Sunday March 26th at the Doubletree in Terrytown. please come say hi at 11 a.m. when I give the keynote address I hope it makes you happy now Marilyn Tam who wrote the happiness choice the five decisions that will take you from where you are to where you want to be it was originally written as a business book because what business has finally found is that not only is happiness something nice to have but it is also something that is can create better morale creativity productivity as well as uh, reduce uh, illness and absenteeism in their workforce and of course for people it gives them a way to find their life purpose, improve their relationship, their health, and and all aspects of life. Because what the book is about is it shows people, first of all, you have to find out why you're doing what you're doing. Because a lot of times people listen to the voices that we so often hear. I mean, it's actually incessant in society because between all the media that we receive plus everything we hear from home, from school, and from our friends, we are told what makes us happy. And we forget to listen to the person, the only person who really knows. And that is ourselves, what really would make us happy. So a lot of people, including some of the people I mentor, because I coach uh, Fortune 500 leaders on what happiness is and how that can use that to to really drive their lives to to what makes them truly align with with their life purpose and fulfill all the things that they're here for. Even those people who have all the things that society tells us would make us happy, they are oftentimes unhappy because what they are doing is to fulfill the societal dream instead of their own personal dream. Understanding that it transforms a person's life in every aspect of it and, and it's really amazing because I've seen, I've witnessed it in so many cases as well as, you know, doing what makes me happy, which may not be, of course, what makes anybody else happy. Right. So aligning that makes a person healthier, happier, more productive, more creative. Their relationships are better. Their alignment with everything that they do. Yeah. Marilyn, talk to the person who says, I can't be happy. You know, I can't do what makes me happy. I've got three kids to feed. Well, you know, if you're not happy, the, the three kids that you have aren't going to be <laughs> listening to you well because you're coming from a place of need and from uh, demands instead of being aligned. Because amazingly enough, even the kids hear and feel and know when a person is aligned with their, their own lives. Because when they are, everything is aligned. And what they, when you tell the kids whatever it is, and also kids are much more intuitive than we give them awareness for. And you know what's so interesting about that? When you you're happy, 
you're going to be more productive and you're going to be able to feed your kids much better too. All right. So we're talking about the happiness choices, five critical choices you should say we should be thinking about. What are those five things? The first thing that we most of us spend most of our time on is money. What choices do you make about creation of money or you know, resources in the physical world? And that one is what we spend most of our time on. That's okay. But when we think about that, we have to think about it in context of the other four choices. The second choice is about your body. Because oftentimes when we spend all our time making money, we neglect our body. And what happens when we neglect our body? It usually speaks up. Whether it is because you get into an accident because you're too t- fatigued and you're not paying attention or whether it's a physical accident like a car accident or it could be a, an accident at work. Something happens when we do not take care of the body. And when that happens, we have to shift our focus from making money to taking care of the body. Now, if we just took a little time to take care of the body in every aspect of that, then we won't have the issue of having to do a quick switch all of a sudden to take care of what we should have done in the first place, which is spend a little energy and time on focusing on the body. And then the third one, say like we're taking care of our money issues as well as our body, the third one is about our relationships. If we spend our time just taking care of our money and our body and we forget that we are actually in the physical world where we have other people that we have to relate to, those people are going to speak up. Or we have nobody around us and then our own inner longing for other people speaks up. And then we have to start, guess what, spending money to do that. Mm -hmm. Whether that means we are buying present for our relationships to try to keep them quiet because we haven't spent any time on them or it's in such a situation that we are either seeking counseling, a divorce or some other reason to get away from, from what we really should have been doing to begin with which is spending some time in relationships or in the case of a good friend of mine who um, is very high in, in business she realized that she was turning 50 and she had no relationships and so she's actually gone to what some of us read about on the airplanes and she she actually went ahead and did is you know those ads in the magazines in, in the airplane which says you can um, get a, a date mm-hmm. if you go to some special dating service that you pay a lot of money for on, on, on those ads she actually went there mm-hmm. $35,000 for three cities for three months and by the way she still doesn't have a, a partner <laughs> <laughs> so and, and that's, that's, that's the warning you can't just buy your way into what you want and let's say we do all those what happens next? Let's say you are like some of my clients. You've already have the second house, the, the yacht, the private jet, and you have a personal chef and somebody to work your body every day. And you're on your third spouse and you still think there's something missing. And that is when you realize that there's a hollowness inside because you haven't connected with something bigger. And that something bigger is what I call spirit. You can call it God. You can call it nature. You can call it whatever the definition of something greater. Because when we don't have an anchor to something greater in life, that meaningfulness, there's still a hollowness. I'm not advocating religion. I'm not advocating. I'm just advocating that a person needs a connection to something greater. Right. And as you said, spirit, we could hear the seagulls overhead in Santa Barbara. (laughs) Sounds beautiful. (laughs) And that's the other aspect of life that we have to uh, remember to 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 pay attention to. What connects you to something bigger? Is it just looking at nature? Is it a very traditional spirit, God, that we remember from childhood? Or something that we can find an anchor to, to give us that that connection? That's what we all need in some way. So spirit, relationships, your body, your money, and the final 
happiness choice? And this is one that sometimes we forget, but it's so crucial, and that's community. We were born completely dependent on community. I mean, let's face it, we couldn't even feed ourselves for years. And then when we get old, we again have to depend on others. So the years in between makes perfect sense for us to realize we need to give back to the others because that connection with community is what's going to change our lives to being fully meaningful. So those five aspects and how we decide the energy and time and focus we take on each one of them in a dynamic balance. Every time, every stage, every day, that balance changes. But just to be aware that we have all these five aspects and to rebalance them every day is what's going to make our life happy. We're talking to Marilyn Tam and the book is The Happiness Choice. Also, I've read that you didn't have a happy childhood, that you were in fact absolutely abused and neglected. How did you become then someone who can understand and, and educate the rest of us about the happiness choice. Thank you. I feel like I'm such a great example to show that happiness is a choice because, as you mentioned, my childhood was actually quite miserable. I was born a second daughter with three brothers following me and being in a traditional Chinese family in Hong Kong. That's just about what we in marketing would call poor positioning. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally rejected and told frequently that I was worthless. So it's not really a prescription for happiness. But what I found out was that I reached out to all the things that I mentioned, looking for spirit, something bigger, more meaningful than than the people around me. I looked for relationships outside of my immediate family that could give me that. And that came in some friends in school and people that I had to work with when I was quite young because my family gave me away when I was seven to to my aunt and uncle because they didn't want another girl, not because they were poor, because they actually were quite wealthy. Um, Because my aunt and uncle didn't have children, they were hoping that my my aunt and uncle would just keep me forever. And there I had to um, do what we now call child labor. But even those people who I had to work with assembling plastic flowers when I was seven years old, I could find a kindred spirit in them in, in understanding and, and developing relationships that made a difference. And of course, I had to take care of my own body because it was nobody else really taking care of me. So making sure that I got food, uh, that was a kind of a good one. And, and, and not being beat was another great one. <laughs> and getting some sleep. And very early on, I discovered that community, relationships. Of course, I was making money by the age seven. And also the bigger meaning in life um, about spirit, which really sustained me throughout all this. And community, because I realized that as miserable my my life might have been on the surface, I can choose to bond with others. And together we can help make each other's lives better. So from even from that very early stage, I found that all these five aspects made a difference. And of course, then I left home early and came to the United States by myself. And, and never forgot those lessons and have always used what I've learned from all those years to give back, to share, and to, to make the choices that makes me happy. I'm so happy that you're happy, Marilyn Tam, but I'm, and it makes me sad to think of all the young women who for a very long time may have their spirits crushed, being having this what you call poor positioning in China. Um, has the culture changed? In? Uh, the answer is twofold. Yes, of course, in some ways it has, and, and in other ways no. As you know, China until very recently uh, have a one-child policy. So the number of abortions and the number of um, 
other means to, to not have a girl child has really resulted in a skewed population. Now the number of males, young males, compared to females is skewed much higher to males, which is unnatural because in the world the natural population is 104 women to 100 men, and in China it's 107 men to 100 women. So you can tell it's a big swing. And so the, the mindset of wanting girl ch children really haven't changed in a deep level. Of course, the girls, most of the girls that are born are, are being better taken care of, but even if you look at the number of women who have a high positioning, there are some rare examples that do very well. But overall, women still do not have uh, equal rights, you know, very much like in some ways in our country where women still make only 78% of the money a man does. And actually, you know what's even sadder? The, the women who are high earners, say like women who graduate from Ivy League schools, yeah. make less than the, the men from Ivy League schools by an even high, higher percent, 30% less. Yeah. It's not, it's not changing fast enough, I guess. No, no. And it's, uh, it's distressing because you, one would think that we can recognize that with the world being as global as it is, that we need everybody's talents, everybody's strengths, and everybody's contribution so that we can work together to transform the world for the good. Choose happiness and find more at MarilynTam.com. And save the dates. The Awaken Fair, Sunday, March 26th at the Doubletree in Terrytown. I'll see you at 11 for the keynote. And May 7th is the Shine On Spring Expo at Mount Carmel Hall in Verplank. Get details at kcradio.com. That's K-A-C-E-Y radio.com. Our thought for the day is a Chinese proverb. If you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. And if you want happiness for a lifetime, help someone else. Have a great week. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. The content of Shine On, the health and happiness show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of Shine On, the health and happiness show next Sunday morning from 100.7 WHUD.